When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. This is the tailgate on what's been one of the wildest weeks in Sooner Athletics history. My name is Chris Plank. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to the podcast. Hey, on this program today, we'll talk with new head Sooner football coach Lincoln Riley. We'll talk to national championship winning golf coach Ryan Hibble. And we'll talk to national championship hitting coach JT Gasso from the Sooner softball team. It's all coming up on the Sooner Sports Podcast today. Uh, And obviously, I say it's been a wild week because there's very few stories that could steal the headlines from national championships. And that's obviously when one of the greatest coaches in college football history, uh, one of the greatest coaches in Oklahoma football history, steps down when Bob Stoops retired on Wednesday after his 18-year run at Oklahoma. Quickly, just some numbers, because I don't even think they can do justice with with what Bob Stoops meant to this program. Most wins in OU football history. 10 Big 12 Conference Championships, a national championship in 2000, the only coach to win the Fiesta Orange Rose Sugar Bowl and the national championship, and more wins over his first 18 seasons than any other coach in the game's history. So with this news coming out Wednesday, we want to take some time and put together several tribute shows because there's so many people that want to share their stories about Bob Stoops and what he meant to them and what he meant to this university. So over the next few weeks, the Sooner Sports podcast will be dotted with tributes, including 
Kenny Mossman, who I think probably will have the best perspective of anyone on the Bob Stoops era. Joe Castiglione, Larry Napier, Matt McMillan, Julie Watson, so many people that did so much for Coach, but also Coach meaning so much to them. And I want to pay homage to it. It's an interesting dilemma, isn't it? Because you want to make sure that you tip your cap and pay homage to the Bob Stoops era. But then again, there's the excitement over Lincoln Riley taking over as the head coach. So as the week progresses next week, we'll start hearing from a lot of people that uh, knew Coach Stoops well and getting that off-the-field perspective, getting to know the kind of person that Bob Stoops was. Well, you know, all you have to do is look at the press release. I mean, here's a guy that helped raise over $2 million to benefit children who are ill or at risk with his Bob Stoops uh, Foundation. It was the Bob Stoops Champions Foundation. So, obviously, off-the-field work meant a lot to Bob, and he meant a lot to a lot of people, so we will pay homage to Coach Stoops over the next couple of weeks. But today, we focus on the future. And the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, had a chance to catch up with, and I don't know how long it'll take us to get used to saying this, new head football coach of the University of Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, and we bring that to you now on the Sooner Sports Podcast. I'll never forget, I was on the 15th tee box at the trails yesterday (laughs) when I found out Bob Stoops is retiring and Lincoln Riley is the new head coach of the Sooners. With as much detail as you feel comfortable sharing, where were you when Bob told you or Joe told you or however it happened? Oh, it was a, you know, a few conversations. I don't know that there was just one, you know, specific moment, you know, and it was, you know, conversations that that have happened, you know, here very, very recently. I mean, I think I said at the press deal yesterday, it's, it happened so quickly that my parents weren't even here, you know, weren't even able to get here in time. I mean, it just, things kind of came together quickly Um, and, and, you know, serious, it got a little more serious, you know, a couple of days ago and, and have had some, you know, had some great, you know, talks with, with coach about all of it. And, and honestly, that's something we've talked about, not, not being the head coach here, but just, you know, learning and, and being, you know, preparing to be a head coach. That's something that we've talked about a lot ever since I've been here. Um, and he's been uh, an incredible mentor and very, very open and very forthcoming and and uh we've had a great relationship so it's it's been awesome to have almost uh you know almost like two years of of almost like apprenticeship you know with with one of the greatest you know head coaches that's ever lived so that's been that's been great and then yeah and then had some great talks with um you know with with joe and his staff and everything came together quickly and and here we are but there had to be and i know you you i believe you in those conversations where um Bob's either grooming you to be a head coach somewhere else, or maybe the conversation comes up that maybe someday here and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, it got real like here. Now it got real within the last two or three days. I mean, wasn't there a moment where you called your wife or you sat there and reflected and and hung up the phone or whatever it was and goes, Holy cow, this is happening now. There was, you know, there was a couple, you know, as, 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 you know, coach, you know, made us aware a day or two ago that he, you know, how serious he was about it. You know, I knew that there was a, you know, there was a chance that it was maybe a little bit more real or maybe happened a little bit sooner than any of us could have ever guessed. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I think I, I left Joe's office yesterday. I don't know, around, uh, noon and, uh, you know, it was, it was completely real then. So that, that was, uh, it, that was that was definitely you know a, a special moment 
you know, and in there with him and, and, uh, you know, being, you know, he hasn't had our head football coach in a long time. And, uh, so that was a great moment with, with him and, uh, got a chance to call my wife and then we were in there meeting the players very, very quickly after that within, within, you know, a couple hours. And that was probably the most real just because, you know, that's why I'm here, uh, to take care of those guys. And, and it was, you know, emotional, you know, with coach, uh, you know, you know, telling them and, uh, but, uh, but the players were great and, uh, we had a great, just candid talk, just me and the players in there after that, nobody else. And, uh, and, and it went great. You know, the guys were, were incredibly supportive. Um, I think they were, they're, they're, they're very excited and, uh, they're, you know, very confident in, in what this team can do. If it's none of our business, just say it's none of our business, but if you don't mind, what, what was the message that you shared with your team? Um, yeah, I'm not going to be too specific on them. Part of it, part of it's a reason, or part of the reason is I told them, you know, that I wouldn't, but the, the basic message was, is that, you know, that I'm here for them and, uh, I'm here to, to support them and, uh, that, you know, I'm excited to get to know the ones that, and I know most of them pretty well, especially the guys that have been here, but excited to get to know all these guys better. And obviously our relationship is, is going to change. And then, and then I told them, look, you know, I, I realize you, you didn't come here uh, knowing that you were going to, you know, have me as your head coach. And I, I don't, I don't want you to feel like that's being forced on you. You know, I've, I've got to earn your trust. Uh, you know, maybe I have with some of you up to this point and maybe I haven't. And, uh, but I've got to earn that. And they, and I just, I promised them that I would, and I promised them that I would give every ounce that I have to them. And, uh, and I think they know that. I know you are, are uh, extremely confident that, uh, you know, in your abilities, but, moving from moving into the big office now what do you anticipate being the biggest challenge either schedule wise or dealing with the media or the new litany of responsibilities that are now coming your way is there one of them above the others that you think you know i haven't done that before and and either i'm looking forward to it or i anticipate this is going to be a challenge um, no, not really. You know, I mean, and I, I, you probably, you may not believe me, but I, I really don't. I, I, I feel like there, there is going to be some new challenges. There's going to be, you know, things to learn. I, I certainly don't have it all figured out and don't pretend to. Um, but, um, you know, I've got a great staff around me, uh, great players around me. And again, like we said yesterday, what a, what a great situation to walk into, you know, for me, you know, personally, and I, and hopefully for all of us where, there's so many good things in place um, uh, that that you know. A lot of times when you you start your first job, you know it's it's a, a rebuilding project, and then you know hiring all kinds of new people, getting everybody settled. Where a lot of that is is already settled here, so that's that's nice, and uh, that's that's you know I think going to be a huge advantage, and I think was a big part of the you know of of how coach you know. Uh, you know, plan this whole deal, being as unselfish and as caring about this program as he is. And uh, so, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it all. The, the, you know, the recruiting is something I enjoy and, and, you know, I've been, you know, pretty heavily involved, but, but going to have a little bit different role now there, which is going to be fun, you know, being able to, to define the roles of all the people in our organization and, and what they do. And then, and then also, you know, I've got to, I've got to be myself. That's, that's maybe the, as far as reaching out to mentors or other people that have been in this job, that's probably the number one piece of advice that I, that I get and I've gotten is, is despite it all, you, you got to be yourself and, and, and trust in yourself and the people around you. And, and uh, so I'm going to do my best to do that. I'm glad you mentioned that because you, you coached under uh, Mike Leach, under Ruffin, 
under Bob. But you're not them. I mean, you're Lincoln Riley. And uh, I'm sure there are a lot of things about Bob that you'd like to emulate, and yet you're not going to be exactly like him. How do you think you are different? How do you think you'll be a different coach than Bob Stoops? Uh, you know, a little hard to say right now. Um, I I think you said it well. There's there's a ton of things that, that, that I'm going to carry over that are very, very similar to what he did because for two reasons, A, they were successful, um, and B, um, I, I believe in them. Um, and so I, that, that is a great part about it. Um, you know, obviously I'm going to be a little bit more involved you know, probably scheme wise, as far as, you know, still, you know, running and calling the offense. Um, and so, you know, a little bit, you know, more involved, uh, in the, in that point. So I would think that would be one difference. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard for me to, to, to sit there and compare. I'm sure there will be some differences. Um, there were very, very similar in a lot of ways, but, but, uh, again, I'm, I'm going to, when I've got to make those big decisions or, or, uh, you know, make make any decisions for our for our guys or our team or our staff. I've I've got to trust my God and and uh, and also have a great balance between that and leaning on the experiences with all the great people that that I have had up to this point. You were asked yesterday if you would continue to call plays. You quickly answered yes. Um, I'm glad to hear that. Not not everybody chooses to do that, uh, Coach. Right. I think Dana Holgerson announced this year he's going to give up play calling duties. Um, why Why do you want to keep calling plays? No, I just, I think we've, you know, we've been, you know, pretty successful at it the, the, the last two years. Um, I, one of my big comforts in doing it, and I know I alluded to it yesterday, is the fact that this offensive staff has remained intact despite all of that success, which has been difficult to do. Um, and my trust level and comfort level with those guys is so high that I know some of the things that I'll need to delegate to them to make room uh, for the other parts of my job now will will go smoothly and and um, I just have a ton of confidence in them and you know I think at the end of the day that's what I want to do um, I, that's where you know part of my job is is I've got to find the ways that I can help you know I can best help this team and I know I'm gonna have to do it in other roles but I still feel like me doing that is the best thing for this team and this program right now a couple of questions about the press conference yesterday you were sitting at the table yesterday and uh, to your right is <laughs> President Boren and maybe the most respected athletic director in America and certainly one of the greatest college football coaches at all time, and you're looking out at a, just a sea of cameras out there. <laughs> Was there a pinch-yourself moment just sitting there at the table looking at the scene that you were a part of? And then you got emotional yesterday talking about, talking about Bob. Um, why is that? Yeah, it, you know, it was uh... – yeah, it was a it was a an interesting day. You know, the the whole the whole day was it, it moved so quickly. Um, the press conference was fun. You know, I I enjoyed it. It was uh, fun to be there with those guys. You know, and I was I thought it was just so fitting. You know, a lot of times the you know when a new coach gets hired, the press conference is all about them. And I was I would I couldn't have been happier with the fact that you know that wasn't the case yesterday, and that didn't need to be the case. It was it was about you know our program. It was about the the legacy that 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 you know Bob has, and that Bob's leaving here, and uh, which is he's incredibly deserving of, and and also uh, you know part of it being the the new direction of the program now. And so I thought it was, I thought it was just very fitting, um, and 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 I enjoyed it. I was, I was just I was honored to be a part of it, and 
And yeah, uh, yeah, I did get emotional. I knew I would at some point. Um, you know, he's he's meant a great deal to me. Like I said, he's you know he's shown a lot of confidence in me. He, he you know both hiring me a few years ago. Um, you know, living up to ever everything he ever promised we promised me when he first hired me. Um, you know, always being up front, being supportive, uh, being a great mentor, and then I just having enough trust in me to to step away from, you know, a job in a place he loves and, uh, and feeling like it was in, you know, that it was in great hands. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it was tough to not get emotional about it. A couple more minutes with new, uh, head football coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, Lincoln Riley. Um, what's the most important thing for you right now? First out of the blocks, you know, whether it is confirming commitments uh you know making sure that your current team is still all in board what what do you need to take care of today this week our, our players are the most important thing and uh, that was the the whole once we knew this was going to happen you know making sure that we could get to them first was the most important thing and so i you know we had a couple of satellite camps going on uh, down in dallas and houston today and we made the decision last night to just let our staff go handle those. And then the biggest reason was I, I wanted to be around our guys and uh, got a chance to, to watch them work out this morning and, and see them all and hug them all. And it was uh, great, great seeing them and just kind of getting back to that. Um, but that's, they're the most important thing. Um, and uh, everything I do will, will be based around them and what we feel like is the, you know, absolute best thing for them. And, uh, and they've been great. They've been supportive and, energetic and excited so um i appreciate them very much and yeah there's been a lot of things mixed in you know recruiting a lot of recruiting calls um a lot of uh you know a lot of, a lot of media time a lot, a lot of different things i uh, had, had a great staff meeting with our guys uh with our entire staff late last night and making sure that i do a great job of getting everybody on the same page and and uh so yeah it's been it's been uh, a lot of things but it's but it's been fun and it's been great, again great having you know great people around me have you heard from Mike Leach? I probably have. I've got an obscene number of text <laughs> messages on my phone that, that you probably wouldn't even believe. So I'm sure there's one tucked no, in I there somewhere. It. And I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's a little bit different than, uh, than all the rest uh, in typical Mike fashion. So I, I know I'll talk to him soon. And, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll, be a, that'll be a neat conversation. Yeah, no, it'll be a unique conversation. That is, uh, that is for sure. Lincoln, I'm happy, I'm happy for you. I very much look forward to sitting next to you up there at Rudy's uh, this year and uh, maybe Sounds eating great. some barbecue and telling some stories. And congratulations, man. I know this is uh, – your head is spinning, but for you to take 15 minutes to uh, step aside and be on with us, we are grateful and, and good luck. Thanks, bud. All right, you got it. Thank you, Toby. 33 years old, 22nd coach at the University of Oklahoma, has helped engineer one of the most potent offenses in college football over the last two seasons, and he takes over effective immediately. I'm excited for the future with Lincoln Riley. All right, obviously, as I said, we've got a lot more to come on the retirement of Bob Stoops. We're going to pay tribute on both episodes next week on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Lots of stories, lots of behind-the-scene information. Uh, I can't wait to go more in-depth on the legacy that was Bob Stoops as the head football coach at the University of Oklahoma. We are building legacies for the OU softball team. I mean, what a dynasty this team has created. Back-to-back national champions. They did it by beating Florida, sweeping through the Women's College World Series. And for hitting coach JT Gasso, it's a feeling that really hasn't even sunk in yet. Uh, no, it hasn't. It hasn't. I, I don't know. I... Uh... 
we, we don't really try and put our, our focus on that. I, I mean, it's awesome to, uh, um, you know, it's, it's awesome to accomplish, but you know, I, it's the, the girls, the, 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 everything the program stands for is just competing and hard work. And, you know, we, we don't just go out there and think, Oh, national championship. That's, you know, we, we try and develop from the inside and it's, I mean, it's worked out so far. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's just been an incredible ride. So real quick, before we look back on the season and we talk about the championship series, it has been a wild couple of days for the university of Oklahoma. JT, you're a well-rounded sports fan. We spent a lot of time talking about a lot of things other than softball, but for you as an OU football fan, what was yesterday like for you? What was your reaction to the news of Bob stepping down? I still, it, it still hasn't registered with me. Um, I, when I came in, uh, or, you know, when, when we moved here uh, back in 95, um, I, I remember Schnellenberger days, John Blake days. So, um, I mean, Bob Stoops has just been, you know, the, the standard for, for OU football. So, um I mean, he's done so much for for our program. Um, he's helped our recruiting out a ton uh, for the university, for the community, for you know, just just everything for OU. So, I mean, it's pretty surreal. Um, and like I said, I still can't believe it. But um, you know, our our administration does a great job with um, with our their planning and everything. So. Um, I, I know it's in good hands, and uh, and it's going to be fun to see the future of uh, OU football. What's uh, shifting back to softball, and we got a celebration tonight at Marita Hines Field. JT, what now becomes your re- routine? I mean, I still feel like we have a game this week, and that hasn't registered that the season is over yet. But do you hit the road recruiting? Is it camp season? Do you get some time to, to be dad and to be a husband? Or how, how's the cycle now for you as far as the schedule? Yeah, well, it's uh, it, it's funny because last night at about ten, I'm laying in bed and I'm just the most hyper person ever, and I'm telling Andrea, I'm just like, oh, we're usually doing stuff right now, you know. It's like, you know, our so well, I don't know what schedule I'm on right now. Um, I know Andrea's the same way. Joseph, he doesn't know. He, he probably thinks we're in a new hotel because he got so used to the hotel being home. So. Um, but, but right now, um, we're going to enjoy this a little bit and, uh, we'll, we'll have off this weekend and then camp start up on Sunday. So, wow, that's insane. We're, we're, we're right back in it. That's great. Um, as, as we look back on the season, we can't help but think of the one massive addition to the team this year. And that was baby Joseph, Joseph Champ Gasso, <laughs> JT, what, what was the, I don't want to say challenge, but the excitement like to to be traveling with this team, to be doing your job, and then to have your baby boy with you along the way. I mean, again, it's not easy. Trust me, as someone who has three kids, trying to take care of a, of a, of a newborn and infant is always a challenge. But how rewarding was it to have uh, baby champ around? Oh, it was it was incredible. And, uh, I mean, just – I think OU in general allows us to have that opportunity to do that. Um, you know, there's a lot of places out there that we would have to, I mean, it just wouldn't work, you know? So um, we, I thought we handled it very well and um, we were able to, to accomplish everything we needed to, as far as separating, um, you know, family and work. And, and sometimes it was a little intertwined and it, and it helped us. So um, the way that, the way that, you know, I view Joseph is, 
the team is his family, and uh, you know all those girls. They they had to see him before games. They had to see him after games, and um, he he grew up. I mean, his his name is intertwined with the sixteen team, and so you know most of those girls look at him like, oh, that's our little that's our little baby brother, or that's our little um, uh, nephew. So he. He uh, he he loves all his all his aunties and and uh, this, this season was so awesome. Um, just trying to handle it with between me, Andrea, and um, and just getting that routine down. So it's going to be a nice change of pace this summer, where he can actually sleep in his own bed and sleep for probably more than a couple hours at night. So. Uh, um, it, it was uh, so rewarding there at the end to, and we had just to see pictures of him in Puerto Vallarta and then uh, there on the field at the end, it's seeing how much he's grown in that time. It was almost like a blink, you know, so it's insane. I, and I can attest to that whenever you're in the locker room before the women's college world series championship series. And all these girls want to do is play with baby champ. I mean, it's, it's awesome <laughs> to see just how important he was to everybody. All right, let, let's go back to the championship series with Florida. Um, it, how do you keep that confidence level high when things weren't necessarily going so well on Monday night? A lot of strikeouts. I think the, the total number was 26. But, JT, how do you keep your hitters' energy level up and not allow them to get frustrated whenever things aren't necessarily going their way? Well, I think, I mean, you, you think about everything you just said, and I think that's just life in general. You know, it, you, you, have to, you have to stay um, you have to stay confident even when stuff's not going your way. And um, that's something that we just talk about all year. And, and, and you know, we look at uh, – we, we, we watch film and you could see the body language of teams getting frustrated on Barnhill. So that was one of our keys was no matter what – or not just Barnhill, but Florida pitchers in general was, um, it, you know, no matter what happens, you stay locked in to your plan and you fight and you compete because that's, that's all you can do. And uh, – um, I mean, the, the 26 strikeouts, I mean, what, what do, we talked about this after the game, and we talked about it during the game. No one's going to remember how many times we struck out. They're going to remember that we won the game, you know. So um, that, that was the main focus was just, you know, constant reminders of, hey, stay up. Even after strikeouts, they'd come into the dugout, and, we'd, and it was, hey, lift your head up. Let's go fight for your team. We'll, we'll, get, this, we'll get this back. We'll do this. So, um, to have such incredible pitching staff that Florida did, you have to stay um, locked in because they're going to have success. And the very little success that you do have, you, you have to be in the right mindset for an entire game to achieve that. One thing I said to Coach in the pregame show on Tuesday was it was always really cool to see how it seemed to be a different person stepping up every single night. You know, Nicole with the home run against Baylor, uh, Fale had the big night against Washington. You know, the, the list goes on, you know, against Oregon. It was some timely hitting. I think Sid had a big hit there. Uh, and then you look at Tuesday night, and it was the seven, eight, and nine hitters, JT. And, and obviously there's one name that, that was always seeming to be there, and that's Shay Knight, and we'll get to her in just a bit. But the seven, eight, nine hitters who had struggled on Monday night, they step up and start that rally in the second inning. JT, what does it say about this team to where it was that collective team effort at the plate? I mean, I couldn't be more proud of those of those three, and um, it, it it would be so easy. I mean, you look at a lineup, and 
I mean, it, it would be so easy to say, and I mean, I know ESPN, you know, you rewatch the film and ESPN, those commentators are, are telling everyone that our 789 is, is bad, but I would put them up against anyone. And, you know, if, if that wasn't the case, then we might as well just take three automatic outs every time they come up, you know, but why well, I, I know between myself and Coach Lombardi and Coach Gasso, um, we have the utmost confidence in all three of them. And, um, you know, one through nine, we expect them, we fully expect them to contribute. And not just one through nine, you know, real players, um, uh, pinch hitters, everyone, you know, you expect to uh, contribute. And and I think they expect the same out of themselves. So um, that, that's what was so awesome about, uh, you know, I can start with Macy. She uh, started the year, I, I don't know, maybe not having uh, the year she wanted to, but we, we bought her into some style changes in her swing, and she just totally took off. And it started with that uh, Texas Tech series where she was just blasting the ball all over the place. And Leah Wodak not having the same year she had last year, but she's putting down bunts. She's finding ways on base. Um, that hit-by-pitch that she had um, in, the, in the series was, I mean, against Barnhill was, or Gurley was huge, you know. And, and just trying to find ways on base, and Kelsey Arnold – her stop game, we and she was just working with it all year. Um, it, it's just so awesome to see those three lock in at the right time and just stay in the moment and stay with the team. And that, I mean, it made us. It it, it was a true team effort, like kind of like you were saying. Yeah, and then uh, there was just the most outstanding player, Shay Knighton. You know, I, I like to talk about the versatility of Nicole. She's able to do a lot of things, how Sid is someone who always seems to find a way to put a ball in play. But uh, she's, she seems to be almost the complete package, JT. And you watch her, and there's nothing she isn't willing to do. I know that's a double negative. My second-grade teacher would be so mad. But she can lay down a bunt. She can hit for power. She can go the other way. She's a pretty special hitter, isn't Shay Knighton? Yeah, she uh, she really is. And uh... – and what's so great about her is not her ability. Um, it, it's more of her mindset. And she, and, and it's not just her. I would say this about any of our hitters, too. But she's so humble. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that she is as great as she is because the way that she goes about her business and the way she constantly works. Um, I know we were in the uh, cages on Saturday, her and I, working on stuff. And, you know, usually you get someone who's at that level um, they, they, it, it's easy to get into the frame of mind of, oh, I don't need to, I don't need to do this. I'm, you know, I'm good. I'm just going to figure it out. But she, she really wants to always get better. And, uh, you know, I'm not surprised at the success she's having, um, at this young of age, because she doesn't play like, as, like a 20 year old college kid. You know, she plays way beyond her year. She's already a seasoned vet at, at that age. So, um, so yeah, I'm, you know, honestly, she, she puts in the work, and she came in um, as a freshman, and, you know, we had a lot of work to do, and she just, that, that's just her. That's the way she was raised and by her family, and, um, you know, it's, it's, she fits this program, uh, and she's just a testament to the, the hard work and everything she puts in. You're awesome. JT, I appreciate your time, buddy. I'll see you out there tonight. It should be a great crowd. It should be great energy. 
Thanks, Plank. We'll see you. Uh, while paying tribute to the Bob Stoops era over the next couple of weeks, we'll continue to sprinkle in reaction to the Sooner Softball Championship as we speak. We're getting ready to head out to the celebration at Marita Hines Field uh, Thursday night. So for those of you that might be listening to this on Thursday, uh, get out and celebrate the University of Oklahoma's national championship tonight at Marita Hines Field. And congratulations yet again to four-time Natty Patty. Patty Gasso, the head softball coach, did it again. And Oklahoma is national champs. Speaking of national champs, the Sooners did something that they haven't done in many years. They checked off a national championship in men's golf. And we were joined by Ryan Hibble, to talk about what this meant to this program. Oh man, it's it's been a crazy just whirlwind. Um, you know, we're we're excited about what just happened, obviously, and and couldn't be happier for for my guys and our program. It kind of validates a lot of the hard work, a lot of people even before our guys, former players, and and um, you know our supporters and administrators, everybody that's involved with our program to make it what it is. Uh, it's just been it's just been phenomenal and and uh, no rest for the weary for sure. We're actually out here at golf camp right now, <laughs> so nice. uh, we we've got uh, fifty six to six to nine year olds right now and and uh, we're wearing it out trying to trying to get that next crop going. I like it. I like. It. I won't keep you too terribly long, Coach. I know you're busy, but I did I did want to kind of go back. You and I talked for the Sooner Sports Podcast right after the regional, and obviously Brad Dalkey had really crushed it. Had a great weekend. Won the overall thing, but I couldn't help but think that maybe you expected and wanted a little bit more from that supporting cast. How impressed were you to see the way that everyone stepped up once you got back on that national stage and once you qualified for nationals and once you qualified for the the match play? Uh, it seemed like everyone just really stepped up around Brad. Hey, you no, know, I, I agree. I mean, that was the best thing about last week is that we didn't we didn't have a weak link at, at all last week. You know, in the stroke play portion, all of our guys showed up. We were very competitive uh, to, to win the stroke play portion, uh, and then, you know, and that was our goal. It wasn't to go get one of those final eight slots. It was about trying to win the golf tournament, and uh, you know, we re- we got really close to that at, at, at a couple points during the stroke play portion. And then once we got into match play, and and really fought through the Baylor match. The Baylor match uh, was really really difficult for us, and we were down in all five matches, uh, but we were able to flip three of them there towards the end and and get the win and, and you could just see it in, in our guys' eyes in their in their soul it just it just felt right you know and uh they they weren't intimidated the moment wasn't too big for them and uh they did they just did a great job all week long what did you see that clicked in this team after the tough start against Baylor in in the match play i don't know i i know for you you've got to stay busy you're, you're you're moving around from guy to guy but did you focus maybe on one match coach was there one thing that you thought could help turn the thing after the tough start you know i just i go back to how that that morning played out and that all of our guys were in, they were in each match even though we were down yeah. uh you know being one down in match play even though you'd rather be one up, it's still not that big of a deal. I mean, you're just looking for that one moment opportunity to to flip it on on your opponent. So we didn't have any runaway matches, and I thought that was huge. And about 11, 12, 13, we started to gain a little bit more more momentum. We had some guys win some holes uh, with birdies. I think they gave up a few holes. And before you know it, we kind of had the – 
the uh, the nice momentum coming down the stretch there on 17-18, and that's kind of what you're looking for. Uh, obviously, you, you'd rather it be like the Illinois match where you kind of, you know, we felt in control the whole time. But, you know, this is the national championship. These are the best teams in, in college golf, and uh, you're not always going to get that. So uh, I, I felt great about our guys, and, and it was fun having Brad back there in our five slot knowing he, he was going to have an opportunity to clinch, you know, his point to win. He's our most successful match play player uh, on our team, and and he did a great job. Kid chipped in on him uh, on number 18 to beat him uh, in order to go to, to extra holes, and he went over to, to the 19th hole. And I think a lot of kids would have gotten rattled by that situation, but Brad did a great job of uh, managing his emotions and realizing that you step up there and hit some good golf shots, we're probably going to you know, win that match. So, and he, and he did that and, you know, just carried on over to the Illinois match, uh, who was obviously very difficult because of the, the crowds that were there rooting for them. But, but our guys did a, just a great job against them. And same thing with Oregon. I just, I, to be honest, those last two matches, I felt like we were a lot more in control of those matches. I wanted, I heard you and Toby talking about this and I wanted to get more perspective on it, but there's not typically large crowds, for a lot of your events, you know, but when you get into a situation like that, obviously Brad's used to it, uh, Grant Hirschman, most of these guys have played in front of huge crowds, but does that concern you at all from maybe them getting rattled a little bit? Because they did not seem to bother them at all whenever they had those crowds out there that were rooting on Illinois. It seemed like they thrived <laughs> off it, Coach. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, we talked about it all week long that we wanted that energy level, but, but you know, we talked about it before we went out. I told the guys, I said, listen, you guys go out and play good golf. These, these crowds are going to be real quiet, you know, and that's what we're looking for uh, because they, they, they wanted those whole hometown boys to, to make it through, and, and uh, the crowds were just absolutely amazing. They really were. Even when we did, you know, good things, they were, they were rooting our guys on. They, they genuinely uh, they were enjoying good golf. So uh, it, it was fun, but I think our guys – Definitely relish the moment of playing in front of big crowds. We don't we don't always get that opportunity in college golf, but the crowds were were, were phenomenal. And and against Oregon, you know, we ended up having a, a a large Sooner gathering come. And and I felt like even though you know just random Chicago Midwesterner uh, kind of fell fell in line with with our Sooners out there. And before you know, it, it felt very one sided by the end of the day. And and uh, that was really fun for our kids. Final quick thought before I let you go. Ryan Hibbles, our guest, OU National Championship uh, in golf. We're still celebrating. But what does this mean for this program? I know you've been asked a lot, and it's kind of a generic question, but I'll throw it out there anyway, Ryan. What does it mean for this program to have that national championship trophy? Well, I kind of hit on it earlier. Just, it's some validation on a lot of hard work, a lot of people that have gone in, in into help us through this process my my assistant jim garen my, my old assistant blake smart my our, my bosses joe castiglione larry nafee and, and president born they all give us the, the resources the tools to be successful here at ou and uh, that's kind of what we do here at oklahoma is is we win you know and and now now we can talk about our our, our men's golf team being in the same uh, you know, line is the the softball and the, the the gymnastics programs and our football program. I mean, it's just it's amazing what our athletic department uh, does, uh, you know, on a whole. And and I'm just really really excited for our guys 
And, you know, obviously it's going to help in recruiting and, and, you know, our facilities are changing right now. And we're just kind of taking a run with it, but, uh, you know, we're enjoying it right now, but you know what? Next season's right around the corner and, and we know that and our guys, they're going to be thinking about, uh, what just happened. Uh, but, but I'm going to try and have these guys enjoy what, what's, what, what just happened this past week. And, um, you know, we're just really proud and, and, and thankful that we had the opportunity to, to represent our school. I'll see you tonight, Coach. Congratulations on the win, and we look forward to uh, talking to you again in the future, man. Have a great weekend. Okay, thanks. Thanks for having me on. I don't know if we've had a more action-packed edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. I don't know if we've had a more action-packed week in June in the history of Sooner Sports from a golf national championship to a legend stepping down to a new head football coach to a national championship in softball. What a start to our quote-unquote offseason. I hope everyone has a great week. We'll start our Bob Stoops tribute shows coming up next week right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody, and until Monday, Boomer Sooner. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.